Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Hi, Charlie. How are you? <laughs> Mr. President, it is a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Thank you so much for your time today. First question right off the bat. You saw the turnout in Pickens on that very hot day when you had your rally. Right. You saw the turnout right. uh, in your uh, appearance here in Greenville a couple of days ago. Um, the people of the upstate want to know how you're doing, because I'm telling you what, a lesser man would have just packed it all in by now and said, forget it. But you keep on going. What motivates you on a daily basis? Well, you know, I sort of say it pretty simply, make America great again, because our country is going to hell. And we have such tremendous support, but we have very bad people in there now. We have people that I believe they must hate our country when they, you know, and they fight you. And they cheat on elections, and they cheat like dogs. You know that better than anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's we got 12 million more votes the second election. 12, think of it, millions of more votes, just like nobody's ever seen before. The all-time record for a sitting president. And then they tell you, oh, gee, you lost by a whisper. The, yeah. the, it's what they do best. Their policies are no good. They can't govern. We have a president. He can't put two sentences together. He can't walk off a stage. You can't find stairs off a stage. And it's like... Usually about six sets of stairs. It's the most incredible thing. So we have somebody that is actually putting our country in tremendous danger because, you know, we have we have a lot of hostile actors out there yeah. and we have somebody that has no respect. Nobody respects this guy anywhere in the world. You have nuclear weapons with Russia and other countries. And we have somebody that has no concept of what he's doing. He can't talk to people. You know, we had just... Four years ago, think of it, we had no threats of war. We had the Abraham Accords. We wiped out ISIS completely with Soleimani and with, with all of the things that we did. We, we wiped out al-Baghdadi, the two greatest terrorists in the history of the world, probably, those two. We wiped them all out, and we did an unbelievable job. And we had a border. that We had the safest border in the history of our country, and now we have... Uh, an invasion of people coming in from mental institutions and from jails. They're pouring into our country. They're terrorists. Nobody can believe that this could be allowed. I mean, politically, right. it's no good. You know, they say maybe they'll vote. And there's truth. You know, they probably think, probably started off by saying, we'll get some people to vote for us. This is an invasion of our country. Our country has never been in trouble like this. You're, ex you're exactly right. And when you take office uh, coming up, this country is going to be in considerably worse shape than the first time you were in office. What do you do sure. day one to get us back on track? So the first thing I do is close up the borders and, and meaningfully. You know, I had Mexico give us 28,000 troops. They're going to give it to us again, 100 percent. Or we're going to do big numbers on them with taxation because they have to. Uh, they're pouring in through the caravans. They're coming in through all parts of our country now. You know, I built 571 miles of wall. We were going to add another 200. It was already made. All they had to do is put them up. It would have taken three weeks, and they didn't do it. We have to close up our country. We have to, and we have to take especially and immediately the bad ones. We have people, Charlie, we have people coming in from mental institutions and from prisons 
that are some of the worst criminals in the world. And they're dropping them off. And I do the same thing. If I was mm. running Honduras or if I was running El Salvador, if I was running any of these countries, and it's not only from South America, it's all over the world. Yesterday they had people, a lot of people caught from the Congo in Africa. Where do you come from? We were in jail. Yeah. So they t they're taking people from the Congo that were in jails, and they're taking them from all over, all over. It is unbelievable. And you, you know the story with China, 29,000 sure. people from China. They're all fighting age. You know, they're from 18 to 25. The whole thing is so crazy. You know, I had a big one in 2016. I ran largely on the border and the border was bad, but the border wasn't like this. Right. This is a hundred times worse. And I fixed the border and I fixed it quickly and it no longer was an issue. You know, when I ran in 2020, I didn't have the border to talk about. I'd say to my people, I want to talk about the border. They say, sir, nobody cares about the border. The reason is I had it so good and it was fixed. Now it's a hundred times worse than it was then. It really it is. Bad, but yeah, it it's a hundred out of control. It's not even believable when you look. And, and also, when you look at the economy, how how the the Biden administration, when the when they shut down the uh, energy sector here, look at what the effect it's had on the economy. How do you get the economy back up and running? Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So we do something very, very quickly. We drill like a son of a gun. We have to get energy costs down. Energy is very high. And it's artificially right now. They're doing drilling. They're, they're doing some of the drilling I was doing now to keep the oil coming because they're going to stop that immediately after the election if they win. If they win, they're going to stop. They have this ridiculous electric car mandate. Yeah. And, you know, you guys make a lot of cars. These cars are going to be made in China, all of them, because that's, it's meant for China. They don't. They have all the materials that you need. We don't have that type of. But we have a thing called gasoline, liquid gold. We have more gasoline than anybody else. We have more than Russia, Saudi Arabia. We have more oil than under our feet than Saudi Arabia or Russia. Believe it or not, a lot of people don't even know it. We want to have cars, different choices. You can have electric cars. That's okay. They have some problems, like they don't go far. They don't work in cold weather. You know, I was in uh, very, you know very well, I was in Iowa where we set a mm -hmm. record, the largest margin ever by double. And we had a great win. But it happened to be 40 degrees below zero. If you wanted to see a lot of electric cars on display that didn't work, you just had to look along the streets yeah. of Iowa. They yeah. didn't work in the cold weather. So it's got a lot of problems. You know, uh, Joe Biden said that, that nobody making under $400,000 would see a penny in tax increases, but mm -hmm. everybody has. Are you planning on bringing back the tax cuts? Yeah, well, we gave the biggest tax cuts in history. It's a bigger problem than bringing it back. He wants to terminate the tax cuts. That was yeah. the biggest tax cut, including Ronald Reagan, who had the record before me. I got the biggest tax cuts. And that was the thing that really helped middle-income people. And they're going to end all those tax cuts in uh, literally a few months. They want to end. It was a five-year plan. They want to end those tax cuts. And 
That'll be the biggest tax increase in the history of a nation. That'll be a quadrupling of people's taxes. It's uh, it's so sad to see what's happened to this country. It's just, I mean, you you just you just watch it. You have to be so unoptimistic. Unless we win, we'll make America great again. I, <laughs> I was about but, to say, your your you know optimism is certainly lacking here in this country. In your town hall with Laura Ingram, you said that Nikki Haley can't quit this race what did you mean by that well i guess she's got an ego or something i or she's she's getting a lot of money from democrats the democrats are funding her because basically the longer she stays in uh, she does these commercials which aren't even which are just ridiculous and she's getting the money from the democrats republicans aren't funding her and you know we have this crazy rule where democrats can vote right in the republican primary Explain that one. They have uh, they have that in New Hampshire too, and I, I beat her in a record. I got a record. They get the, in New Hampshire got the most votes in the history of the New Hampshire primary. That was a big honor, more than JFK, either party, more than JFK, more than some people that are pretty good up in that part of the world. But we got tremendous. But she stayed in, and everyone thought you know she got clobbered there. She got clobbered in Iowa. She really got beaten in uh, in uh, Nevada where the, it, it's a no-name candidate, you know, yeah. different, <laughs> different phrases, but uh, a no, it goes, a no-name candidate. I guess I was the no-name candidate because I got about 80% of the votes. She got yeah. killed. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I'm not a big fan of hers. She's doing very bad things for the Republican Party. I don't care at this point if she stays in. She's getting very few votes. Uh, and if you look at Super Tuesday, where you have a great number of states... I'm like at 90% and she's like at 8% and even less than that. So I don't know exactly what she's doing. Maybe she's looking for a job in some form at CNN or MSDNC. Possibly. So she doesn't seem to talk about policy a lot. She just seems to talk uh, about you. Oh yeah. Well, she's got uh, Trump derangement syndrome. You know, I gave <laughs> her the job. She was okay. But I can tell now I talk about it. The primary reason I gave her the job was because I loved a guy named Henry McMaster, yeah. who was a lieutenant governor. And I knew by moving her out, and I said, how the hell do I get her out? I put her over at the United Nations. And uh, the big, the biggest thing I got out of that was Henry McMaster. Nobody has been more helpful to me than that guy. And his wife, Peggy, they would campaign for me endlessly in 2016. I used to say, who is that guy? The lieutenant governor is so great. He's uh, campaigning all the time. Anyway, I won, as you know. I beat everybody yeah. by a lot. And she supported another candidate. I don't mention because he's a friend of mine. But she supported somebody else. Henry supported me, and I, I beat her in a landslide and beat Bush and everybody else, and we were off to the races. But the truth is that uh, I wanted to get Henry in, and by getting her out, I got Henry in. So I really fulfilled a very important uh, obligation to myself. And he's been a great governor. He's, he's just such a quality act. But I was very happy about that. Absolutely. So, Mr. President, the primaries coming up on Saturday. Uh, the people of the upstate of South Carolina want to wish you the very best of luck on Saturday. Thank you. And um, uh, Godspeed to you, sir. And uh, let's make America great again. Well, we will do that. And you have a great show. And I'll be there for the next couple of days. And I'll be there for the rest of my life, too, because I love that place. I have so many friends. And thank you for everything. You do a fantastic job. And Everybody on Saturday, get out of vote. We have to show them in November that we're coming because we have to win. If we don't win this election, November 5th, if we don't win this election, this country is finished. It's finished. I, I don't believe this country can survive.
That's how bad it is. It's never been worse than it is right now. And we'll turn it around. We'll turn it around fast. Make America great again. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in South Carolina. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 